This should be a scream, your scream. <laughs> Moon Podcast Escalation. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime. And we talk about why it is that we love it so much. And folks, if this is your first episode, if you're someone uh, who's who's just getting into to Sailor Moon because uh, Sailor Moon Crystal Season 3 is apparently really good, if yeah. you're coming over to us from the Gym Jam, don't... <laughs> <laughs> don't but this week because nothing happens in this episode. Okay, wait. I think don't d- do listen to this because we're probably going to have funny things to say. Just don't watch the show. This is no, one where I'd like, say don't watch the show. Go back to the beginning because I feel like we're probably like there's so little in this episode. This is probably just going to be in jokes and recurring bits. And to help us out with those in jokes and recurring bits, we have the return of one of our favorite guests. Uh, as I already mentioned, uh, the Gem Jam podcast, if you are a fan of that show, you will already know her. Annie Creighton, welcome back to the show. How are you? I am delightful. I have coffee. It's early. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we, it's very early. Okay, here's the situation, everybody. left home on a week's vacation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did not, look good, good job, Jordan. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. Here's what's up. Uh, it's... Nine o'clock in the morning for me and Jordan. Mm-hmm. It's six o'clock in the morning for Annie, and I'm sick. <laughs> so we're gonna have a real fun time today. I think uh, these next two episodes are gonna be real great. So is what happened here? I mean, I don't want to get into the episode, but like they were like episode seventy-five. This is a big deal. Let's make the worst episode ever. <laughs> yeah, which which sucks because it's also episode seventy-five of our show. <laughs> And well, listen, let's not, not am, make the worst episode ever. I'm glad that we I'm, I'm glad that we uh, are all together. Uh, Annie, I could not have asked for a better guest to return <laughs> for the 75th episode. But also, but also, wasn't I wasn't I here for 52? And that was a real weird one. Were you? Oh, Is it? Uh, uh, let's look. Wow. Are you accidentally getting in all the uh, the semi big number anniversaries? Well, I'm accidentally getting in both of the let's go into the mindscape sequences. Oh, wow. Were you here for were you here for the one where, uh, where she gets the cutie moon rod had... and there's a tiny mom? Yeah, that was me. OK, okay but well, you were here fair. for the one. Where where we went into Sailor Moon's dreams. Oh no no! And that we had one. Tiny Sailor Moon riding her tiny tricycle, which was actually pretty great. That one was not me. No. Yeah, look, a lot of mindscapes in Sailor Moon. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, though. So, uh, Annie, you are a returning guest. You were you were here for episode fifty one, by the I way. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend was here on episode fifty. I think we planned that one out. Oh yeah, Dweezels and Hunks. Yeah, there we yeah. go. But Annie, you were here before, so if people want to hear your history with Sailor Moon, uh, they can check out episode fifty-one and and have a lot of fun listening to you. But uh, is there anything else that you like? What's happened in the past uh, twenty-four weeks? <laughs> anything up? Anything good? Well, I gotta say, like 
we had been watching, uh, you know, whenever Hulu put up two new Singler Moon episodes every Monday, Moon Day, it's a thing. We had been watching it uh, religiously, catching up on episodes when we skipped, and then we got through the second half of Supers, and we stopped. We have been worn down. We have been defeated by by Reedy and her horrible horse boyfriend. Oh, don't, don't spoil it for Chris. <laughs> I keep hearing about There's Reedy a dating a horse. boyfriend, but like we're on the last oh. couple episodes of Supers, if y'all watched it. <laughs> I am having a real hard time getting past getting past like the this this finale for these characters that I hear are way better in the manga, and I miss the Amazon trio a lot. Okay, he, like I don't want an answer to this question, so neither of you tell me. I just want to put this out there: Is this a horse boyfriend like how Supergirl had a horse boyfriend where she didn't know he was a horse because he was only a horse sometimes, mm. or is this something else? I think you're really going to enjoy the answer. <laughs> Uh, I have kind of also fallen off watching the episodes as they uh, as they go up. That's great. Uh, that makes me yeah, happy. but kind of because we're almost at the point now to to where I fell behind. So uh, I really want to go into S with it being fresh. So you know, Aiden and I are still watching together, but we're just watching the the episodes as I watch them. You know, as I rewatch them to record. Well, uh, I watch them, and she uh, looks at Twitter <laughs> on her phone the entire time. <laughs> It's it's togetherness. It's cute. I'm really I'm really bummed though because it's like we're a couple episodes away from starting stars, which you know never aired in the U.S. and from all accounts is just completely new news. Yeah, it's crazy. I believe stars has like I have been told stars will be my favorite. Chris, if you want to stop that from happening, if you want to make Aiden watch it, just watch it in Japanese. <laughs> That is one of a couple pieces of news we have. Uh, Even if you don't have the DVD set, uh, the dubs for all of Sailor Moon R are up on uh, Hulu now. So you can watch it in the original Japanese or with the new dub. People were telling me that they they hoped I caught up on the the DVDs because of uh, Esmeralda's uh, English voice actress. And she's great. She is legit great. Jordan, did you watch the, the dub or the sub? Uh, I watched the sub, the sub and the old dub. Okay. Uh, I mean this in the best way possible, and and uh, I think you know what I mean when I say this. Esmeralda's new voice actress is the most 90s voice actress they could have gotten. Oh. Her voice is fantastic, and she sounds like she, like, she walked out of the Deke booth <laughs> into the time machine and into the Viz booth. I'm really That's excited awesome. about that really great like all of the all of the english dub stuff has really come together uh super well in our this despite uh non-british luna despite canadian luna oh wait she's canadian now i mean i think like it's voice acting i think there's like an 80 percent chance if you're a voice actor you're canadian she's sorry works huh <laughs> she's sorry about that <laughs> maybe maybe i just think that because artemis is so canadian that he throws off the curve for wait, everyone so Ar- else wait, are you saying artemis is super canadian in the new dub too no i mean artemis in oh, okay. the original dub okay. i'm glad that we're having this confusing discussion for everyone right at the top of the show <laughs> right because nothing else that happens after this is going to be confusing oh god the other piece of news i have is that i actually figured out how to get my friend code on sailor moon drops since the last time that we talked. So, okay. if anyone wants to add me on Sailor Moon Drop, Annie, I, I assume you've you've got your phone out right now? Uh, yes. I, have you, wait, have you been playing Sailor Moon Drop? 
Uh, I've been playing Pokemon Picross, actually. Oh, you gotta get into Sailor Moon Drop. <sighs> you gotta get into Sailor Moon Drop. Is it like it's a Puzzles great. and Dragons style match three, or just... Uh, I didn't play Puzzles and Dragons. Because I like the Puzzles and uh, Dragons style, where you can wear it all kind of dominoes back. And it... the, the thing about Sailor Moon Drop is that everyone has, you know, their finisher as an ability... And so you get their 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 first finisher. So you get like moon, moon tiara action, and then when you improve it, when you level them up to the max, you get like moon healing escalation. You can unlock. They just had an event where you could unlock uh, Ami in her school uniform instead of her sailor uniform, and her attack is literally called Let's Study, and it involves her like jumping in front of the board and like pulling out her math book. And I was like, yes, that is what Ami does. I want you to know that I'm downloading this now, not even because my husband has been playing Sailor Moon Drops, but because you've just told me about Ami Let's Study. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Wait, uh, but here is my here is my friend wait, wait, ID. Wait, no. So how do I how do I request it? Where do I? It's 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 in the App Store. Okay, in the store. Okay. Let's Good see. luck, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, how do I put in your friend's thing to get? Oh, you, you go, okay. If you don't know, there's a little green button down at the bottom of the screen that says menu, and then Got you go to friend page. Friend page. There we go. And then here Search is my ID. ID. Okay. I am I am the ISB on there, of course, as I am in many places. Uh, it's WW36C62B4. It worked. Did I it work? sent you a friend request. Okay. So if you are a listener of the show, uh, you can you can friend me. I have. Uh, it will give you like a list of random people, and I have kind of just been friending people whose names look like they might listen to Sailor Business. I, I friended someone whose name was Lovely Punch. Uh, I friended I someone whose name was Lovely Punch. I friended someone whose name uh, was. I, I think that's probably it for for ones that I've seen about uh, about Sailor Moon. But I've also got you know pr- past guests, uh, Aaron Gladstone, Katie Donnelly, a couple others. So. I'm not uh, very good yeah. at this game. Uh, look, you'll get better. Luna will teach you how to play. I mean, listen, she did that. I, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm just not that good. Well, first of all, I definitely am not buying anything. I don't know if you are. No, I don't. I don't. I don't spend money on free to play games. Just make it listen. Somebody does clearly. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a sucker. I'm not. A, <laughs> I exist outside that system. Okay. Good. Um, but yeah, I like I tried to do the Amy event and I just I got a couple of them and then I was like, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. Oh, well, it was it. Look, it was very difficult. It was a difficult event. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> let's move on to some questions. We're losing steam already. No, 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 we're not. This is going to be great. Although, oh gosh, the first question I just found on our Twitter feed is one that's sort of hard to talk about. Let's see. The question is, what have you guys thought about the end credit sequence songs we've had so far and the new season two intro sequence? I think we talked about the season two intro sequence with all the the, the clocks and such. We had the clockfish. <laughs> yeah, the clocks and the fish and and Esmeralda and, and Prince Demand. Uh, I like I like it. It's weird, but I think it's it, it's weird that it comes so close to the end. Like, I, I mean, I guess we're still, you know, 15 episodes from the end, so it's not like we're we're right there. But it is a little weird to get, like, a new intro sequence not at the beginning of the season. But also, R has been a weird season that's gone through a lot of different phases. 
So that that we didn't get an earlier uh, new intro sequence is uh, is kind of surprising as well. Uh, this intro sequence has King Tuxedo Mask in it, who I am not a fan of. Do not like King and Divian at all. Because he has two medals. <laughs> what are those for? One's for penmanship, I'm sure. Now, I can't remember which... What? See, I don't remember the names of the songs. I've got them on my computer so i'm trying to see which one is which well the one that's uh, the one that's going on now is a maiden's policy and it's the best one is that the one that goes no 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 okay that one's great that one's great um before that okay because i have the the memorial song box tv theme collection um so before that it has princess moon i'm trying to remember which one that is moon that's that's suki no merry-go-round okay yeah that's okay Mm. that one was not as good bringing the knowledge before that was heart moving uh let's see what that one was (laughs) (laughs) right after i talked you up unbelievable yeah well no that was a good one Heart moving was that is a good one. I love the the thing that you see in anime and and you see it in Super Sentai shows as well uh, uh, and and Kamen Rider shows. So I don't know if it is a thing in all Japanese television or or just the Japanese television made for babies that I like to watch. But I love the idea of having a separate ending theme for a show. Because sure. uh, you you see that very rarely in American TV. Like the closest thing I can think of in American TV is uh, how like GI Joe had that smooth jazz version of the theme that played under the end credits, which I love. It's like the best. Uh, uh, the end credits of of South Park have that like weird weird primacy version of the theme song. Yeah, I guess. I guess that is true. I know that Adventure uh, Time has that song about bees and then uh, Steven Universe has Begin to Be. I think that's something where it's 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 slightly more common, maybe now, but you also get think, that thing be- with cartoons where they just sort of toss the end credit sequence away so they can show you another commercial. Right. Yeah. I, I bet you, though, those ones, I bet you that's inspired more by anime. That's probably true. Like, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen, like, a... A non-animated show that has a different song at the end, and I can't think of one. I mean, again, oh, you know, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. <laughs> That's true. They have the love theme. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm it gonna is. warn you guys though. Um, as far as the ending themes, I swear to God, Maiden's Policy is really, really great and cute and fun, and then it's just gonna be like this these drab, blah, draggy songs until like way into supers and even then it's a whole ending theme about like reenie and her horse boyfriend wait hold on hold on hold on i uh, there's one okay again i'm just looking at what i rated them and i rated tuxedo mirage pretty good you don't like that one i guess okay (laughs) (laughs) no 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 it's like tuxedo mirage is is nice on its own but because it takes like I think Tuxedo Mirage is like the entirety of Super or something, so I got really tired of it. <laughs> okay, but, all right, but no, like, no, it's 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 a it's a decent song on its own. It's just sixty episodes of it. I just started having an instinctual reaction. And then, Chris, uh, another reason to enjoy Sailor Stars is it actually has a different 
opening theme too. Really? I was good. just about to ask if we have like do we have miracle romance through the rest of the series? Stars gets a new one. That's so weird. Interesting. Yeah. It's well cuz cuz they re- cuz it really s- it was marketed almost as a, a different show. Like it, it, more than the other ones being Sailor Moon R, Sailor Moon Super S. This was like Sailor Stars. Huh. Interesting. Um yeah, but it's good. It's a good song. So uh, so we like we like uh, a lot of the songs, but yeah, you're right. The 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 princess's policy is probably the the best one so far. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, and that was a question by Alexander Ivange. Uh, Inner okay, Chris. This one's well, no, this one's for both of you, and not for me at all. <laughs> Inner Gardens okay. as the holograms and Specter Sisters as misfits. Who's who? Ooh, that's a good one. That is by that's a good Sonata one. Waves. Hmm. So. <sighs> So obviously, like Sailor Moon would have to be Jim, but I don't think that really lines up. <laughs> Only in terms of having a secret identity, but they all have secret identities. Yeah, and being uh, a leader. Yeah. Okay, so so who's like Kimber would be would be Minako, I think. Yeah, yeah, that would make the most sense as she's she's the most sister one. Would Shayna have to be Ami? Shana is kind of the smart one, and and kind of the kind of the, the quieter, shy one. Or or are we just gonna go with whoever has blue hair? You know, <laughs> what's more important about Amy that she's smart or that she has blue well, hair? <laughs> no, because because Aja's the tough one. Right, right. Aja. So Aja would have to Mako. be Makoto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which would make which would make uh, Shana Ami. But then that leaves that leaves Raya, Raya as Ray. No, that doesn't work. Her name. That doesn't work at all. I don't think there's well, a one to one here. Yeah, that doesn't work. Like Rio is Ray, and and, and Mrs. Uh, what's her, what's her name? Mrs. Bailey. <laughs> Mrs. Bailey is Artemis or is Luna. <laughs> oh my Rio, god! No, Rio's Artemis, and Mrs. Bailey is Luna. Why wouldn't Rio be Tuxedo Mask? <laughs> I, like. I mean, honestly, those two deserve each other. So <laughs> you're probably right. Now, the the Misfits and the Spectre Sisters—that's a little more interesting. Yeah. Also, there's uh, there's only four of each. Yes. Mm. Now, like the, the the trick is there's no real there, there's no Spectre Sister who is nice unless you're just gonna say that that Cohen stops being mean first, so she gets to be Stormer. But she was really mean. Before. She's really evil. <laughs> See, this is this is my she, problem in this part of the conversation because my names for them and I don't actually remember anything uh, aside from like context is is uh, there's Catface, there's Sexy Elsa, and then there's the other two. One of my th- one of them I think is a brunette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did refer like after I got your email about them, I did start referring to them as Catface Meowers and Sexy Elsa. I, I will I will say that Catface Meowers is kind of a lifted joke because it comes from uh it comes from Wizard People, dear readers. But uh, yes, but Sexy Elsa, yeah. I I would uh, say that Sexy Elsa, aka Birdie, aka Bertie, is probably the nicest. But that's pushing it. I mean, she does try to kill Ami with a chess game. She does, but she's but she also plays relatively chess? polite about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're gonna say that she's the stormer. I that I don't know because I don't know well, that. For lack of, of a better character, I think he's right. <laughs> so so okay. Well, who is who is Pizzazz then? Is it is it uh, is it Pets? Is, uh, I mean, who's the oldest one? The oldest one is is Pets. Yeah, then probably because she seems a bit 
like a leader. And she's the one who ends up with the stick, right? Yeah. Oh, that that stick. Yes, <laughs> the stick that has so much power. That's yes. a really yes. powerful stick. <laughs> so okay, so who, who else do we have? We've got uh, we've got Calaveras. We got we got to get to we got to get Jetta and Roxy in there. Which two hate the other Cal- the most? <laughs> which which one can't read? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Catsy can't read. I also kind of feel like Cohen can't read. <laughs> so yeah. So we'll say we'll say. Uh, uh, Are any of them British Calaveras? in the dub? No, Aww. sadly. That that is one thing that I wish. Okay, that's the one thing I wish the the new dub would do is give people accents. Because accents are all over the 90s dub, which makes them kind of a part of Sailor Moon for me. It's very charming. Yes, it's 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 very, very charming to have the accents. It's it's a bummer that they don't. Yeah. I mean, like, look, again, there's great voice acting in the new dub. I love Jupiter's new voice. It's super great. Uh, no, and I think uh, Esmeralda. Her old voice was so great. You know what? Esmeralda is, is not a Spectre sister, but she's the pizzazz. She's the pizzazz of, yes. of the Black Moon yes. clan. Yes, so. a thousand times, yes. Oh, yeah. poor prison. So they have no Stormer and three pizzazzes <laughs> is the problem. Yeah. Um, here's a question from Hey James 4, uh, which I, I can, I think, extend a little bit. Uh, rewatching early episodes, he says, Miss H saw almost as much of Jedi and Nephrite schemes as Molly and Naru, Molly slash Naru. Thoughts? And uh, yeah, I would extend that to we haven't seen that her in ages. What what do you think she's up to now? You think she's all right? I mean, uh, like I assume she's all right. The girls still go to school, right? <laughs> yeah, but we haven't seen their teacher. I don't know. You know what I hope happened? <laughs> I hope the reason we haven't seen her is because she got into a brand new great relationship that's really healthy for her, and she's just been so busy doing her own thing and having her own life that's apart from her students. Yeah, it's it's her new boyfriend, D. Iamond. Oh no, that's a long distance relationship. <laughs> Not to mention, here's the thing. I mean, I guess it's a you. You did specify healthy because I was gonna say if she got into a relationship, we haven't seen her because she's forgotten to go to school or she's dead. <laughs> yeah, Haruna has a, a tendency to forget things that she are not immediately in front of her. I love Miss Haruna. Uh, Patricia Angelica Haruna is my fave. I feel like now, Jordan, there's, you don't know this. Jake knows about this. Uh, and Annie, you might know about this, but there's a string of Power Rangers episodes where Bulk and Skull get turned into chimpanzees. Oh, you mean like all of Turbo? Yeah. Power Rangers Turbo is basically terrible. It's it is the low point of the 800 episodes of the series. Uh, you may you may if you guys don't listen to uh, you out there in the Internet, if you don't listen to uh, to Morphin Grid, you may have missed the fact that they referred to Turbo as Tommy inherits a race car farm. <laughs> Very <laughs> true. The best. So there's a string of episodes where uh, where Bulk and Skull are chimpanzees. And they did this because Bulk and Skull were busy. You know, Jason Narvey and Paul Schreier were busy filming a pilot where Bulk and Skull ran a hotel. So I feel like in my head right now, like in Japan, there was like a six episodes before it got canceled uh, of Haruna, Naru, and Umino running a hotel. <laughs> Wasn't that like exactly the plot of Grizz and Hers, the the show that Liz Lemon came up with in the finale for for Thirty Rock? Probably. I think it's all based on uh, "Are you being served again?" 
which is li- a real show that took the cast of Are You Being Served, where everybody worked in a department store, and made a new show where they were like 20 years older and they all worked in a hotel. Huh. Weird. Or I guess, I guess maybe Newhart, but Newhart wasn't a direct continuation no. of the Bob Newhart show. Or at least you didn't know it was. Welcome to Newhart business, everybody. <laughs> okay. Well, but, but okay. Uh, but what do you think regarding the fact that she did see Jedi and Nephrite schemes a lot? Like, do you think she ever caught on that there were aliens or monsters or whatever they were? Rockmen? <laughs> That's right. They were, they were, they were rockmen. <laughs> they, they were mi- mineral people. Uh, I mean... <laughs> she was involved in a lot, but I still feel like it's it's Naru who's the the focus of a lot of those plots. Haruna just kind of happens to be there sometimes. Like, you know, she's just there at the gym. She's, you know, the one getting getting bothered by Umino. So I I don't know if she has quite the level of exposure to the evil plots that, that Naru did. But I mean, she's certainly like she's certainly in there. That that goes back to my theory about how everyone in the Juban district has been in a coma, and they all think that's normal. Yeah, they do. It's, it is. How many comas have you been in, Chris? I've been in like five. Uh, zero. What? I have been in zero. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Boring. Down uh, there. Most people, I think, have not been in. Have one. you had any amnesia? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall. Mm. Wow. Mm. <laughs> um, right. Soros Rex asks uh, what I think is a pretty good question. What do you think Shingo's up to in Crystal Tokyo? Is he next in line for the throne after Chibi Yusa? <laughs> <gasps> well, I think we can confirm that he is probably standing around with his elbows pointing straight up. <laughs> I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shingo as like the evil uncle who wants to kill the queen and also Rini so he can inherit the throne. <gasps> AKA Prince. Well, we, 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 didn't we just make up that he was Rubius like two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like any, I don't know if that episode has actually been, been up when we're recording this, but we have the fan theory that Rubius is Shingo. <laughs> so. I don't know why. Why did we come up with that? Uh, because it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Because I, because I love imagining uh, Rini dangling over a, a herd of stampeding gazelles or whatever, and Shingo being like, "Long live the king!" <laughs> Throwing her off. And instead of digging his uh, digging his claws into into Usagi's hands, he just takes his hands off and folds them behind his head. <laughs> Yeah, Shingo is Rubius. Write that fan theory down. Go get an Angel Fire page and uh, and see if we can't see if we can't fix it up. Love it. Also, I also think uh, uh, Cohen is uh, Lisa Brownridge. What? I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, Bert here is uh, Rika Kelton. There we go. And there were not two other named students. I think there was one other one though. I don't remember it. We're gonna, like, what episode was it where we actually see Usagi having lunch with like four other people in class? Like, I like I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's my theory is that they all grow up to be the Spectre sisters. They well, all go was, off to Planet Nemesis. It was three other girls, and that was the that was the gym episode. Wasn't that the okay. one where they had like a chubby friend for an episode, right. and she was really cute, and then we never saw her again? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think she's in one more episode, but but yeah, I think she grows up to be Calaveras. All right. <laughs> she never mentioned before. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Look, you don't know. You don't know her name. It could be Avery Calaveras. You don't know. 
Shingo is Rubius. Hashtag Shingo is Rubius. <laughs> Love it. Uh, do you want to keep going or you want to get to the show? I think it's time to get into the episode. All right. Even though it's going to take us like 10 minutes to get through the entire events of the episode. This episode, I honestly believe that this might be the worst episode of the show ever. Ooh. It's pretty bad. Like I, uh, like I said, I was watching it with Aiden last night. And when the commercial hit, I turned to her and I said, has it been 10 minutes? Like, yes. is it? Like, did we, are we halfway through the episode at this point? Exact same thing happened to me and Devin. I was like, this can't be, that can't be the, this can't be halfway over already. Nothing you, has like, happened. I, I take notes on a steno pad. So usually, you know, I've got the two columns. Like, for next week's episode, I've got a full page written because next week's episode is the best. But for this one, I literally have five notes. That's all I have written down. I managed to squeeze out more than that, but not much. Like, I, I yeah, don't there's, there's. I guess I should say which episode it is. We're going to be watching uh, The Mysterious New Guardian, Sailor Pluto Appears, uh, which, again, spoiler warning, Sailor Pluto's in this one. Further spoiler warning, Sailor Pluto's not really in this one. <laughs> With a title like The Mysterious New Guardian, Sailor Pluto Appears, you think, like, oh, it's about to go down. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, but, like, no, it, it does not go down. <laughs> no one is yelling timber. <laughs> Pretends like it's about to go down. Yes. Yeah. I don't even want to recap where we are up to this point because well, it would first, take longer than the show itself. There is one more thing we need to take care of, Chris. Okay. Because and I want to make sure we keep doing this because we only have like twelve, maybe fourteen more episodes where you get to do this. Okay. Where Chris gets to put on his '90s producer hat and tell us the name of this episode in the '90s. Okay, let's see. I should I want to I should get like a Deke baseball cap. Surely there is one on eBay. <laughs> and I can put it put it on and like get a fake ponytail and stick it through. Uh let's see. So what do we have in this episode? Um now does it have anything to do with Sailor Pluto? No. Well, I mean no, no, not with her name, no. Okay. Uh does it have like does it is it a description of her? No. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, Rini's in a coma. Rini's in a coma. I know. I know. (laughs) Sailor Pluto shows up. Uh, I'm going to say that this episode is called Nap Time for Rini. Oh, jeez. That's painful. No. That's that's a pretty accurate description of the show. (laughs) Yes. You're right. Rini goes to sleep for five minutes and everyone loses their goddamn mind. Time for Rini and Tokyo. <laughs> this is like the singingest episode we've ever had. We gotta fill time somehow. <laughs> All right, Chris. I'll give you a hint. It has to do with something that happens right at the beginning of the episode. Uh, like the does is does it have to do with the the Black Moon Clan meeting, like no. the staff meeting that they have? No, 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 not there. Okay, then, no, then I'm done. I'm out. I what? don't know. I would call it nap time for Rini. Nope. It is called the Secret of the Luna Sphere. The Lu- What is the Luna Sphere? <laughs> yes, they've never called it the Luna Sphere before. <laughs> they specifically called it the Luna Ball. In fact, um, but now they say the Secret of the Luna Sphere and. In the episode, they actually call it in the in the old dub the Luna P, which I was like, they have never called it that before. Is that they like the secret of the ooze? <laughs> no, because in that movie, you find out the secret of the ooze. 
Well, I would say that of all the secrets the 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 Luna P has, we learned the least important one. Who's talking through it? Yeah, like I want to know. Hey, wait, like all the questions we have about that thing. Like, hey, when it makes poison, <laughs> like does it make poison or is it turning into poison? Does it obey the laws of like, conservation of mass? Yeah, like when like it, when it turns back into Lunapy, does the poison come out of Grandpa's body and back into the Lunapy? How does it turn into an outboard motor that's not attached to anything? These All are the these questions things. I have. These are the secrets of the Lunapy that I have. Those, yes, those. Sorry, those don't get answered. Well, well, bummer. Uh, so I guess we should get into it. Do I need like? Do I need to recap? I don't think I do. I mean, I wish you could recap. The stuff that happens between the last episode and this one, because it's quite confusing to come into this episode. Okay, so here's where we are right now. Uh, we, we've got the Sailor Scouts. You know who they are. They've just defeated the Spectre Sisters and Rubius, and so now we have some new villains. Uh, we have uh, Esmeralda, a.k.a. Hell Esmeralda, who I love. She is great. Uh, she laughs like this. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, we're going to get a lot of that in next week's episode. We're not going to see her this week. No, she is in the episode for like two minutes. Yeah, yeah we see her. We see her. It's un- unbelievable. We get to hear her laugh. It counts. We do. Yeah. Okay, fine. This is the one shining uh, moment. She is working with uh, Prince Demond, a.k.a. Prince Diamond, who is the ruler of Nemesis in the future. Is that co- is that correct? Do I have that right? That sounds right. Yeah. He is currently sieging Neo Crystal Tokyo, which exists in the same future as RoboCop. Uh, established previous episodes. Go go back and listen. And he is trying to, like, time travel to destroy the present with the past. I don't know. Terminator. I don't know what he's doing. So this is really Terminator versus RoboCop. Yes. It's a, no fate. <laughs> it should That would be the name of this episode. Uh, so... We've got uh we've got Rini and for once for the first time everything's cool between Chibiusa and Usagi. Like they are in sync, they are simpatico. Uh, Does that mean I you know I just am realizing does that mean as far as the Sailor Scouts know it's over? Are they like yeah, we defeated the end boss of Rubius and now it's done. I guess but like but like Chibiusa's still around. Well, and they haven't happening. <laughs> Like, I would think that, like, okay, this episode logically should start with the Sailor Scouts trying to go to the future. Oh. Like, the, the second, at the very least, next episode, because, you know, first thing that happens in this episode is that Rini goes into a coma for two minutes and everybody loses their mind. <sighs> but, uh, like, the second they know that Sailor Pluto exists and they can talk to Sailor Pluto and she's like, yeah, what's up? I'm the Guardian of Time. They should be like, oh, okay, cool. You need the Silver Crystal in the future, right? Like, can you take us to the future? <laughs> Like and we can yeah. talk, we can knock this out. We can get our spare bedroom back. That would be logical. <laughs> yeah, that is not what happens. So let's 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 get into the episode. Let's see what does happen. All right. So here's what happens in this episode. Uh, Rini goes into a coma. No, no, no. The scouts you don't go, have to summarize. Go into Rini's mind. You don't have to summarize the episode. We're going to go through it the normal way. No, that that's <laughs> what I'm doing. That's all no. there is. Uh, Jordan, do we have a Sailor Moon? Uh, <laughs> we're going to do it scene by scene, the regular way. The episode begins with Rini. Okay, and my first note is her dress is too short. We should not see a little girl's panties this much. <sighs> it it's terrible. She's just running in a dream, and she's like, "I I have a dream that my 
fucking dress is too short. And every step I take, you see my panties. I blame the tale of Prince Genji. (laughs) He's going to go back to the source. I blame Genji for this. Yeah, I'll believe it. But yeah, like she, so it's, it starts with in her dream and she's running and she's very scared and there is a dark crystal in her mind and then a grim reaper uh, jumps up and uh, tries to kill her. Does the, does he have a name in the, in the subtitle? I don't think Mm -hmm. he does, right? No, I do not believe he does. I I think this is one of the few monsters that we never get a name for. Which makes sense because as Chris said, spoiler, he's not real. He's just, I mean, he, he's real in that he's a monster who lives in Rini's head and is making her uh, go into a coma. No. Is he? He might. Yeah. Is like, he the crystal? I. Okay, hold on, hold on, well, hold on. The whole reason they have to go in there is because there's a monster in, in Rini's yeah, head. Yeah, but is the monster the crystal or what is this just like What do you mean by like a, a monster? I mean, like they—he's a droid. Like they sent mm-hmm. a monster to go into Rini's no, head. I they think did? you're. Ex- I think you're extrapolating. They never say that in text. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> Look, there's a lot they never say in this episode. This episode's not. They don't that, say that. exactly what we never hear them say exactly what the hell they did to make this happen. They're just like that, the, the, the malefic black crystal has machinations or something. Yes. Yeah, but they do like. Sailor Moon does say that, like, like when she gives her speech, which, I mean, yes, why would Usagi know? But she says that he has invaded her mind. Well, we I don't. That's, that's not necessarily a monster. That's not, yeah. not necessarily a droid. I figured she was just, this was just, like, the boogeyman she's dreaming about because she's... Oh well, well, if anything, maybe he's real in the future, as in she, he's a memory that she has. Well, no, no, no. He's absolutely... A droid who is attacking her and putting her into a coma. Like, how are we having this argument? See, I definitely think it's I, I a, it's definitely like something that is being implanted into her brain. This definitely is some sort of invasion, but I'm not sure it's actually a droid. I, it seems to be insinuated that it's some sort of like manifestation of this of this evil crystal. I. Well, I was okay. Well, I was going even further, and yes, I was saying that this was just Rini having a bad dream, <laughs> and they were and they were upset about it, but. No, that is not that, that is not well, it at all. When we watch the episode, uh, we will double check the text because yes, in the in the original dub, they they come right out and say, "Oh, first of all, his name in the dub is the Grim Man." Mm. Very, very creative, mm. very creative, very mm. creative. And they all say, "Like we sent the Grim Man into her mind, and she's he's he's gonna like whatever, screw her up or something." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we sent the Grim Man into her mind, and, she, and he's gonna screw her up. I mean, that's that's more coherent than whatever the hell is going on in the in the sub of this episode. Yes, yes. Well, which is why I I thought that he just wasn't even really a real bad guy. So the thing that's notable, unless I have missed something, which has happened before, uh, I believe this is the first time we have heard of the Malefic Black yes. Crystal. Yeah. Uh, which is consistently referred to as the malefic black crystal. Never just the black crystal. It's always got the adjective much in the same way as the silver crystal was always referred to as the legendary silver crystal yes. in quotes. Uh, now, Jordan, I read that the, the, the Deke dub actually has a different name for the malefic black crystal. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. They just call it the dark crystal from the movie, the dark crystal. <laughs> So, uh, watch out for gelflings then, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. Hmm, yes. 
I guess Chris never saw so, Chris uh, I'll sit here for 45 I minutes and do Skeksis it. voices. Don't think I won't. We're bringing Skeksis back. <laughs> Let's... All right, you two have fun. I'm going to go. You should watch Dark Crystal. Oh, it's you've not seen the Dark Crystal. Crystal. Apparently. I I don't... I've, there's only a limited number of hours in the day, Eddie. <laughs> All right, have you seen Labyrinth? Yes, of course. Okay, then Labyrinth. you should see the Dark Crystal. <laughs> look, look, Jordan hasn't seen anything. I've, I don't know why I'm catching it today. I've seen lots of things, just different things than you. Like the Dark what was the big thing you hadn't seen? Like you hadn't seen like Die Hard or something? It was ridiculous. Oh, I saw Die Hard. It was something big, something big. Anyway, I don't look. Look, I don't want to get hung up on Gelflings. this. He doesn't know what that means. He doesn't, he doesn't know what a Gelfling is. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> Fizz gig is great. Anyway, <laughs> the Malefic Black Crystal is brought up quite a bit. Uh, uh, Rini talks about it in her dream, and then when we cut to. Uh, BMC headquarters, which is not uh, – there's a new BMC headquarters, right. and it's in the future. Right, because – It's, I guess, Planet Nemesis yes. is what we're looking at, right? I think the throne room of Planet Nemesis. Before we were – Yeah, it's Ming the Merciless's throne room we were just on the planet Mongo. One spaceship, and now we're in, like, the super headquarters. And, and, like, we get, like, this exterior shot of the castle, and it looks a lot like it's a tower of, like, neon wing-wangs. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely does. That is correct. We get uh, Prince Demond, uh, a.k.a. Prince Diamond, and he's uh, sitting in his uh, terrible throne. In, like, the middle of a room. Yes. It, like, just in the, like, in the center of a room. Like, keep your back to the wall, bro. And, and don't uh, forget to mention that every word that flows out of him is, is, a, is a poem. <laughs> yes. Esmeralda's reaction to him is is the best. Like, we have seen villains who are in love with their bosses before. Uh, you know, we obviously we have uh, uh, Zoosite and uh, Kunzite in, in the first season. But, like, y- we have, you know, Cohen and, and uh, the Spectre Sisters and Rubius. But Esmerod is so far over the top. It's the she best. It. It's so great. She literally says every word that flows from his mouth is like poetry. This is a man who sits in a room uh, after getting his nails did, uh, drinking a wine glass full of tang. <laughs> yeah, it's a mimosa. I'm pretty sure I'm it's a pretty mimosa. I'm pretty sure it's tang. It's the drink of the future, Chris. That is true. Pretty it's the He's the got a whole thing of Dippin' Dots back there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This guy's future is not so bad. Let's let him win. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so he's like, yeah, you know, there's the malefic black crystal. It's searching for a new target. So maybe, maybe it is. Maybe the the grim man is a construct of the malefic black crystal. I didn't think he was. They're start, they start talking about this entirely new plot development, and Esmeralda's there, and also uh, Saphir is there. Wait, wait where was uh, Saphir? AKA, no, he, he's there in the room. I just saw, I just saw Mamoru. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> Saphir is, in fact, player two member. <laughs> he had, like, someone at the animation studio was like, well, look, we only have, the, you know, there are only a limited number of hair shapes. <laughs> He's just Memoru in a slightly bluer light. Now, instantly, I kind of love Saphir, and I'll tell you why. The first thing he says is, why are we doing this thing with the time travel again? <laughs> yeah. He is the first person to question this plan. He actually says the 20th century is of no value to us. 
And then the, the response, like he's, he says, the 20th century is of no value to us. Why do you still want to conquer it? And then Prince Demand does this like super petulant look to the side and goes, well, it has some value. <laughs> he's such a jerk. Saphir's No, they are Where's the oh, Go ahead. Uh, Saphir's also got like the little tat on his forehead. He's got the tats there, but he's the only dude that didn't buy a pair of matching earrings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how you can tell he's not into this plan. Yeah. Those are time travel enthusiasm earrings. <laughs> you know, I I I just started thinking about cuz cuz Saphir says he's his brother, right? Yeah. So he's uh, he's probably next in line for the throne. And then I went Wait, again, we're getting into this confusing world. Why is he a prince? Where's the king? Where's the queen? Hmm. Yeah, is there a is there a, a king of Nemesis? Do we ever see that? Because like at this Ice point man? in the future, we do have a king and queen of Earth. You'd think. Is Nemesis a principality? <laughs> Maybe I that's mean, what it is. We don't have any evidence to say to the contrary. Yeah, we like we never see like there's no there's no like bigger boss coming, right? That I've forgotten about. Not that I remember. I mean, we've already like we've already Prince seen Diamond. like the big bad for if, like the end of this. It's Prince Demand. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, we know there's Wise yeah, Man cause coming because because Wise Man is like the guy from the shadows that manipulates everything and like. Is he a king? No. No, I, he's just the he's the Wise Man. He's just like the advisor. Wait, wait, doesn't he turn I mean, into something else at the, the end? Well, hold on. If if it was a principality and he's just a prince, wouldn't that make him? Yusagi and Darian's kid? No, no, because Nemesis is not part of, of their yeah, kingdom. I think it's like an independent Darian? nation state. But then why would it just be ruled by a prince? <laughs> Jordan, because he's, you have a lot of questions that I can't he's answer. He's too Bishonen to be a king. There. I, no, maybe <laughs> he's Shingo. I'm getting all confused. No, he is not Shingo. <laughs> okay. Rubius is Shingo. Okay. Hashtag, Shingo. Hashtag Rubius is Hashtag Shingo. Ruby Put it out there. <laughs> All right. So uh, Sapphire is like, I don't know why we're doing this. This is super dumb. You should stop doing this. We've already lost five people to this dumb plan. And Esmeralda's like, hey, shut up. <laughs> and then laughs. And it's great. Uh, so so the thing about Esmeralda is not only does she go like the straight up like hand right next to the cheek. Oh, ho, 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 but she also... Use, she also uses desua at the end of her sentences, which is the thing that proper ladies say, which makes Esmeralda like even better. Huh. I didn't know. Like, that. I don't know. I don't know if the dub voices, if like while she's sort of talking to like Prince Damon, if they play her up as like, oh, I'm a very proper lady, my king. But she tries to but like she tries to say things like desua and ara ara and all these like proper refined lady things. And That's I love awesome. it. I mean, look, you're not wrong. She is like that is basically how she talks, and it's great. So uh, we we get a scene where she busts out laughing uh, with her cackling, and uh, Prince Damon goes, "That's enough cackling," which is so cool. <laughs> like he literally, so he literally brutal. says in Japanese, "Your voice is loud." <laughs> that is pretty great. So she gets embarrassed and hides behind her fan, and then once again, Sophia is like, "Okay." I don't know why we're chasing Rabbit back to the 20th century. This is so dumb. <laughs> so, so far, Saphir is my fave. 
Because he at least recognizes the futility of this stupid plan. But Prince uh, Prince Demand and uh, calls up Wiseman. He goes, Wiseman, tell him why. And basically, Wiseman just goes, because the crystal's powerful. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, Wiseman shows up and goes, hey, do what I said because I said it. The crystal's powerful. We got to destroy it. And they're like, okay, sounds good. Good enough for me. All right, fine. Uh, I guess we better put this child in a coma then. So from there, we See, cut to... Okay, but uh, no, because I just want to say, like you said, that's the entirety of the Dark Moon Clan's appearance in this episode. And there was one line that now that we've talked about it and investigated it could be interpreted as, oh, the crystal is doing this. But they definitely don't say it directly, which is why I was just like, okay. I literally, like, I literally yeah. thought this episode was... They have to go in and make Rini feel better about them because she's so fucked up with them. No, there's definitely an outside force. And whether, like, I don't know if it's a droid. I think it might just be the Malefic Black Crystal. But it's so weird because we've never heard of the Malefic Black Crystal before. It's just, like, coming out of nowhere in this episode. And all of a sudden, Rini's in a coma. Like, we cut to the Skino household and... Uh, everybody's sitting around and, and Rini's in bed, like having bad dreams and won't wake up. And this is the first we've seen of them in this episode. Yeah. Now, was it, was it last episode that ended with, Hey, let's go get pancakes. <laughs> yes. She so, ate so many like, pancakes. This is picking up in a very, like we, this like, feels there's like the third a act. big missing. Nope. So we yeah. just solved it. She's in a pancake coma. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. And she ate those. Maybe Rini ate some of those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those inch-thick pancakes that, that uh, uh, Ikuko was making, and now she's uh, she's had too many carbs. I sympathize. I did the same thing last week. And now she's week. asleep, and all the other girls are like, she won't wake up. Uh, they mentioned that they took her to a doctor, and, like, the doctor has no idea what was wrong with her. And, like, here's the thing. If they took her to a doctor, doctors in Japan, like, hospitals only ever get paid if they're treating patients, which is why everybody is in the hospital for having, like, a mild fever or a cold in anime and why they treat it so seriously. So if they're at home and they already saw a doctor, all I can imagine is the doctor's like, uh, hmm, make her comfortable. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, they took a child in a coma to the doctor, and the doctor was just like, yeah, take her home. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, your, your six-year-old won't wake up, whatever. She's got weird red eyes. I'm not dealing with this. Well, that's why Usagi's freaking out at the beginning of the scene, saying she's going to die if this keeps up. Chibius is also talking in her sleep about how the malefic black crystal is coming to get her. Okay, but... And she says... Yeah, uh, this is dumb, though. Go ahead. Talk about it. Well, she says, uh, she says, help me poo, yes. which is hilarious. And this is... No, but this makes me mad. <laughs> this makes me mad. Because there's this lunosphere, as they sometimes call it and don't usually call it. And it's sitting there, apparently scanning at all times for audio but the audio of Rini is going to fucking die in this coma it's like pass and it, <laughs> it needs her to like say help me poo and then it's like oh I'm in what she, she's very lucky that she grumbles in her sleep because otherwise this ball would have just let her die I mean let's talk about all the other times that Rini has almost died with the Luna ball in hand <laughs> Yeah, Rini has uh, almost been murdered by uh, Cafe's Meowmers and Sexy Elsa on several occasions. That's true. The Luna Ball did not activate when uh, someone was like, hey, which of us is going to kill this child first? <laughs> what a terrible guardian uh, 
It's like it's, I guess it's like uh like uh Alexa or or Google Glass where you have to say like okay poo. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You have to say the code word. You have to be like hey Siri. It was trying to like it was, it was like trying to talk to your Xbox on uh on like what was that the 360s connect speakers? Oh, I don't have that. Oh, that was terrible. The Lunapy slash Lunasphere slash Lunaball. <laughs> Uh, floats over to the bed and turns into, I guess, like a like a hologram projection of Sailor Pluto. And Sailor Pluto's like, hey, everybody, I'm Sailor Pluto, a mysterious new guardian. <laughs> I'm appearing. <laughs> uh, Sailor Pluto identifies herself as the guardian of the door of space and time. Uh, which So that's a thing. Is, yeah, that's a thing. That's pretty cool, I have to say. Like, it's going to be better when we actually see it and when it actually figures into the plot. But, like... I do kind of love the idea of someone showing up and just being like, yeah, hey, uh, I am a Sailor Scout from the ninth planet. So, you know, there's probably going to be more. Um, you know, you're probably going to get uh, uh, another another three of us after me. I got some bad news. And uh, also, I guard the door of space time. Like, that's pretty that's baller. Not, it's not a planet. Pluto's not a planet. It wasn't the time. It wasn't the nineties. That's okay. It's fine. The moon's not a planet either. So yeah, like when we are when we're writing X Men ninety two, I I I always think about like, hey, Pluto's still a planet. I just need to remember that while I'm writing this. Yeah, that would be pretty funny if they were like, let's talk about the nine planets, <laughs> including Pluto. Um, okay. Uh, no. I, yeah, like I guess it's sort of cool that she's like, I'm the guardian of space and time, of the door of time, but like. I, I don't love it, and the reason I don't love it is because I don't remember, and now this might be wrong, or it might be a manga thing, I don't remember ever getting to know what the fuck is up with that. Uh, we we do go to the door space and time later, but, like, but you're right, we never, that just seems like a weird thing. Like, you've got all these other senshi who are essentially superheroes, and then you've got someone who guards space and time. Right. I mean, like, Yusagi is a girl, you know what I mean, who mm-hmm. found out she's Sailor Moon. Ray is a girl who found out she's Sailor Mars and even, has, even still like has a Saturn, life. Even right. Saturn is, like, a girl who discovers that she's Saturn and also, like, the destroyer of all worlds. <laughs> right. So, like, did, did like, where did Pluto grow up? Like, apparently, I mean, she has a name, so she had an identity. So then did she, like, just go, oh, the time has come. I must give up my life to stand next to a door for all time? <laughs> Also, 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 this is Sailor Pluto. Why isn't she guarding the gates of death? That's also true. Good good point. A lot of good questions. Uh, like, more than anything, this just kind of reminds me of that time that, uh, like, in the 70s, that Destiny of the Endless showed up and, and talked to Superman for a little bit before he was of the Endless. Yeah. So, you know, there's just this weird dude in a hood chained to a book who looks just like Wise Man, like, showing up and being like, hey, what's up, Superman? You know, some sometimes weird stuff happens with superheroes. Hey kids, read Vertigo. Like I, <laughs> hey kids, when Vertigo happens in twelve oh, years, yeah. you're definitely gonna want to read it. We're gonna have some great stuff to say, but kids. Yeah, like, like I, I like that the. No, wait. Now I, I, I now, like that. Now the, you make me want to read the the Sailor Pluto Sandman equivalent <laughs> for Sailor Moon. The Neil Gaiman. But, but I do like Pluto the idea. That, like, oh yeah. You are all superheroes. Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes you fight uh, cake monsters. Yep. Sometimes Spoiler. you stop uh, evil thousand-year-old queens from destroying the world. 
from underneath a crepe shop. You know, also sometimes there's a a literal metaphorical uh, door to space and time that is going to be involved. Like, I like weird superhero stuff, and I, I, I like that happening here. And I like that it happens with no explanation in this episode, even though this episode is called, like, this episode makes you think it's going to be all about Sailor Pluto. Here's what really frustrates me, though. Sailor Pluto's like, hey, I'm Sailor Pluto. I'm the guardian of the door of space and time. And Luna goes, Sailor Pluto, I think I've heard that name before. It's like, oh, have you, Luna? Have you? Is this maybe some information you'd like to share with the rest of the class? No. Nope. I think she's probably just saying that to cover her ass. Yeah, yeah, she's full of shit. I, I know what that is. Yeah. You Do you not? Do you guys yeah. not? I, I mean, like, I do feel like Ami, at least, should have been like, okay, well, if we've got sailors Mercury through Jupiter... <laughs> Like, there's probably, like, four more, right? <laughs> like, there's at least three more, no. I'm sure no, no, I would no, say. No, 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 Rini is sick, you guys. Rini is so sick. Everything else doesn't matter. Everything else sucks. It's okay. Chris, also, again, giant spoiler, you're assuming that the sailors make sense, and spoiler, you're going to find out they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, planet but Iron Mouse. We should does not at least exist. assume that there is a sailor for every planet. <laughs> sure. That's all. That's There's all really a planet, a sailor for every thing, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Even things that aren't real. So anyway, uh, Pooh. Can we just call her Pooh forever? Because yes. they don't ever go into that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can. Pooh. Pooh's like, hey, you're gonna need to save small lady. <laughs> and everybody goes, small lady. <laughs> Yeah, how about the small lady who's in a coma? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's in English. It's cool. It is. It is in English. Small lady. Small lady. But, uh, I mean, I guess in their defense, they're probably just flabbergasted at Sailor Pluto, a.k.a. Pooh, having just forgotten, like, how to use language properly because it's like we we call those little girls like we don't call them small ladies we have we have whole word structures we have whole naming structures built around referring to a little maiden of high standing we have that (laughs) i mean yeah you've been standing next to that door for too long pay attention You know what no one ever refers to uh, Chibiusa as? Like, they call her Chibiusa. They call her, you know, we've heard her referred to as Usagi. She has referred to herself as Usagi. Uh, we've heard her called Rabbit. We've heard her called uh, a Small Lady. We've never really heard her called Princess, which is what yeah, she nobody is. nobody calls her Princess. That would spoil oh, it. sama yeah. Nothing. Uh, it is at this point, I believe, where everybody's like, yeah, we have to save Rini. And I'm like, cool, fine. Child in a coma. You, you gotta save her. I get it. Then Minako. Oh, by the way, Pooh says the malefic black crystal is attacking her mind. So there we go. And if this keeps up, okay. her mind will explode. Does it say that? It does. I see fall apart. Not really seeing see a downside. Her, her mind will explode. Her mind will explode. That's the most metal thing I've ever heard on this show. Her, her thought circuits will freak out. <laughs> Minako says, hey. This time it's our turn to help her. Right. That's every time. Yeah. Every time has been your you helping her. She's never. She is her. a tiny yes. child. 
Like, like during this whole scene where they're like, oh, we have to go inside her mind. And one by one, they're all like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go save Rini. You've got this like slow background version of a maiden's policy going on. But like th- this seems like this is supposed to be the last act or like this is supposed to be right at the at the long, dark night of the soul, right at the bottom of the second act and right before the third act starts. This is like five seconds in. Yeah. We we go into Rini's mind. Uh, we get a nice shot of uh, all the senshi standing around in their civilian outfits. I don't think anything is a new outfit except for what Ray's wearing. Uh, if, if we want to do a quick fashion corner, Ray's got on a a purple tuxedo, and what I think is I I can't tell if it's a, a shorts or a, a mini skirt, like a navy uh, mini skirt, and then red tights, which is a weird outfit. It is not the it it does not Why all did go you together. Just say she was wearing a tuxedo. Did I say she was wearing a purple tuxedo? Turtleneck. I meant turtleneck. (laughs) I was like... Those are significantly (laughs) different pieces of fashion wear. Listen, I popped two Dayquil before I sat down. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Sure. So... So, yeah. So... One one thing I will say is uh, Usagi and Minako are wearing matching jean jackets. Oh yeah. Um so here's here's so we she, so we're in now let's get clear on this. We're in a memory. Well, we're in her mind in in the future. So this is not they haven't time traveled. So Pluto didn't time travel them. At some point, I don't remember if it's in the dub or if it's in the in the sub. They said something about time traveling and I was like, "No, you didn't fucking time travel. You just went into her head." So my question about it is this. Is Crystal Tokyo in the future turned to shit or is this just a nightmare she's having? I think I don't think this is a nightmare. I think this is a memory of her past in the future. So I so think I think how this comes together is after watching it like twice, I think what it's supposed to be is this is what Crystal Tokyo looks like right before she goes back in time. Sure. So it's all it's all yeah. hecked up. This is Crystal Tokyo having been sieged by the Black Moon. So Clan. somewhere in here and just not seen by us is the four scouts standing in a circle projecting beams of protection. So yes. so here's the thing here. You would think that in an episode where you go inside somebody's mind, somebody who's from the future, you would learn something new. And <laughs> you may be you, you would think that this would be, oh, my God, this is Crystal Tokyo. This is what this looks like in the future. And you think that would be, like, the information that we come away with. But instead, they're just like, I don't know. She's like a six-year-old. This is just what she, this is just what her mindscape is. It probably doesn't even look like this. Well, so I, that's just tossed out the window. But I don't, because I, I, I sort of agree with that, though. Because here's the thing. Why is the moon so big? I'm assuming just because she's a kid and she's an idiot. Could also be because this is, this is the Crystal Tokyo of Neo Queen Serenity. And so she just pulled sort of, the moon closer? It's more dramatic that way. Ah, uh, it screwed up all the tides. Everybody's dead. It's cool. She built yeah. like crystal on top of it. It's uh, it's like that Lex Luthor scheme from Superman Returns. Great. <laughs> um, also, Crystal Tokyo is more abandoned than regular Tokyo. <laughs> there is no one in this city. I, I not to not to make my my second uh, uh, endless reference of the the podcast. I really wanted this episode to be like uh, that JLA story uh, where, you know, d- uh, Dream shows up and takes them into that kid's dream who's who's the only uh, child on Earth who hasn't been taken over by Starro. 
And so they have to fight Starro in the dream world. And he takes in, uh, like, Superman and Wonder Woman and, and Green Lantern. I think Flash is in there, too. And it's like, they keep losing their powers, but, like, when the kid remembers the superheroes and he, like, believes in the superheroes because it's his... Because uh, it's his dreamscape that they're in, Superman gets his powers back, and it's like I wanted this episode to work like that, it where it was like it sort of does, but it it kind of doesn't because the Sailor Scouts show up and they just you know they transform and they're Sailor Scouts and then they do some moves and the moves have no effect. But that's not like the first time we've ever seen that. We just know that there is a class of villain that their moves don't affect. But- like, I, I think what they're trying to get at is something like that, where it's like, Rini, if you believe that Sailor Moon can can beat the bad guy, then she can, but otherwise she can't. But again, they never directly state that. I was really mad that this episode never had a, like, we're in the mindscape, we can do anything. Yeah, this episode does not do anything that lives up to the premise of we're going inside Rini's mind. It doesn't tell us new information, it doesn't... Uh, play with that in a way. It's just like the scouts fighting a bad guy in ruins, basically like they're just fighting a bad guy in Tokyo. But yeah, this episode. So this is the episode that should be rewritten entirely. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, literally the next after the note, there are fewer people in Crystal Tokyo than regular Tokyo. My next note is this episode sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, my last note was the one about uh, how. Venus says we have to help her this time, and that's every time. That's the last thing I wrote for this episode. Because <laughs> the rest of it is, like, they fight a monster. The monster doesn't work. Rini has a flashback to Tuxedo Mask telling her Sailor Moon is invincible. Sailor Moon beats the monster. But we don't really have it. There's no real connection made between those two no, things. It ha- I mean, this episode, the problem with this episode is it has no personality. Like, stuff yeah. just happens. Yeah, the- no one is No one is charming. No one is themselves, really. They just do what they have to do, and it's boring. We've seen cool stuff from going into Mindscapes before, even on this show. Like like we said, we had that episode where uh, we saw Sailor Moon's dream world, and she was like, you know, chibi Sailor Moon, uh, and not Sailor Chibi Moon, uh, but, you know, she was all all tiny and had to ride a tricycle, and, and Tuxedo Mask was a million feet tall, and she couldn't get to mm-hmm, him. Like, mm-hmm. they did dream stuff, and this is not dream stuff. This is just like... A fake-ass future. Title of the episode. Fake-ass future. Fake-ass future. I will say that the one thing that I liked about this episode a lot was that uh, because this is apparently Chibiusa is remembering a time before she went back to the past and met anybody, which incidentally, for some reason, she doesn't recon- recognize the rest of the inner senshi, even though they walk around like that every day. Right. Uh, she also, like, starts referring, she also, like, goes back to using her, like, proper form of speech and being a really rude little snot, and, uh, like she was when she came out of the future and pointed a gun at Usaki, and I love that Chibiusa. It's like, she's crying, and they're like, Chibiusa, and she's like, who the hell is Chibiusa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck are you? I'm small lady. Yeah, but that would be better if we hadn't just gotten the resolution to all that. In the last episode, it, yeah. like this just takes it back to where Us- Usagi and Chibiusa have to have another heartfelt conversation about how, you know, we're the Sailor Scouts and we love you that they've already had twice before. In addition, what she actually says is when they call her Chibiusa, she says, stop calling me by that stupid nickname. My real name is Ch- is Small Lady. Nope. nope. <laughs> no. No, you are wrong. <laughs> Your name is Usagi Tsukino Jr. Well, no. Maybe the second, but not Jr. <laughs> junior. I'm going to start calling her Junior instead of Chibi Usa, yeah. I think. 
We named the dog Julissa. <laughs> I love that dog. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, like it's basically like we we sometimes we'll call my cat little guy, and if he was like, "That's my name," it's little guy, and it's like, "No, that's your stupid nickname." Chibiusa is closer to your <laughs> real name. Jordan, can we talk about how you just tried to to explain something by creating a metaphor world in which your cat speaks and responds to English? That happens all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. We're watching Sailor Moon, where that happens all the time as well. Yeah, but your cat. Okay, you, I, I keep forgetting you are a moon princess. Let's continue. And but but also, I think it's a little obnoxious that she is like. Don't call me Chibiusa. And then the next like four lines are them going, Chibiusa, 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 Chibiusa. <laughs> As though it's not already the stupidest name. <laughs> it is. It really is. So, yeah, they they have a fight with uh, the Grim Man, who I guess is the Malefic Black Crystal. But there's nothing, again, there's nothing that like takes advantage of the fact that they're in a dream. They're literally just acting like, oh, yeah, we're in Crystal Tokyo. There's a force field. This, These are the obstacles that we have to overcome. But they're, you know, forgetting that they are not. Like, forgetting that this is not a problem that they are currently having. And, again, you get the, the flashback to uh, memory telling Chibiusa Sailor Moon is invincible. You really are skipping through this cool. episode. You're just, yeah. like, get, jumping You're to like the way end. The what, what did I miss? What did I miss? What important plot developments did I miss? The guy showing up, and they do that 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 music sting, like da 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 da. That's absolutely not Box Tokata and Fugue in D minor, aka the Dracula yeah. music. I love that. I love that sting. I love the, the not Dracula that music. Is, uh, so good. If anybody knows where I can get that uh, that uh, uh, Sailor Moon incidental music CD, hook me up. We're, yeah, we're going to see Sailor Business it. Podcast at gmail.com. But um, okay. I mean, uh, to me, it's it's less even the. Well, no, not less because it's the same. I mean, but you're right in that they don't physically have to be doing this stuff because it is a dream world. But in addition, why aren't they just? Well, I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. Slapper, like it's all happening because Rini is misremembering. She's dreaming of a time when she didn't know them, but she knows them. I like the premise of oh, there's a, a villain attacking. Rini through her dreams. Oh, we've got to go into Rini's dreams slash memories and fight this monster in Rini's memories. And I don't even mind that it's, you know, it's a memory so she doesn't know who Sailor Moon is, and that's something that she has to remember. I mind that it's happening right after every, like, this plot was resolved and we step backwards. I mind that they don't do anything with it. I mind that it's boring. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, and, oh, so, yeah, so then... I mind that Darian has a puppet of himself. <sighs> That's a long time ago, and it's established. Annie, where do you stand on this? We, <laughs> we've we've had some debate over whether or not it's okay to have a puppet of it's yourself, weird. unless no. he made it himself. In Thank which you, case, Annie. it's not as weird, but it's a little weird. I guess it depends on what the merchandising is for uh, for everybody besides Sailor V in uh, in this in this world. Someone pointed out that there is that earlier episode where uh, Mamoru is trying to get this tuxedo mask doll out of the crane game. I think he put it there himself uh, to make it seem like there was merchandise of tuxedo mask. But then, well, the weird thing is there's a queen barrel in there, too. Okay, well, that one. And who's making merchandise of queen barrel is my Uh, question. My favorite person who then sends it to me. (laughs) Yes, I, I want a queen barrel plush doll. 
But uh, the the fan theory that we've gotten from that one from a listener is that uh, Motoki got it out of the crane game and just gave it to him, which I think is it's nice. Those those two besties. Oh, I miss so, Motoki. Yeah. Well, he shows up once in a while. He's been he's been on the show more recently than than Mrs. H. Miss H. I I, I, mean, I miss like him and Naru being like the plain clothes friends. Sure. Yeah, you can only have four friends. Did you not know that? <laughs> you can only have four. Well, that- then when you get to like when you get to like ninth grade, you can have up to seven. Well, that explains why it's so hard for them to befriend the outer senshi. So, so here's what happens. Uh, so Chi- after the Grim Man attacks and they can't hurt him, uh, Chibi runs off and Sailor Moon follows her. And the other scouts go like, we'll stop him from following you. I don't know how, considering think, their attacks don't work. I think like we have our we have our commercial break, like right when they're like, we're going to hold the Reaper off. And he's like, oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, my I think I might actually count this as a memento mori by our dolls, <laughs> which is which is that's the thing we have over at the Gem Jam, where like a lot of times the writers don't know how to like keep your interest right when you come up on a commercial break, so they just keep having things where like the characters are about to die. Gem will be right back. We just call it like buy the dolls, buy the dolls, and your character will live. <laughs> hey, look, you better you better go get that gym doll. You don't know how long she's gonna be around. <laughs> I've noticed, by the way, uh, that that happens a lot less in season two, which is when somebody clearly gave it's a so note disappointing. to Christy Marks that was like, "Hey, uh, the misfits probably shouldn't commit crimes. We have dolls of them. We celebrate too. every precious memento mori now." Um, um, I think I think what he says in the in the Deke dub uh, to them, the Grim Man, is. Mm-hmm. This should be a scream. Your scream. <gasps> That's so dumb. I love Ugh. it. That's the dumbest. <laughs> it's pretty bad. So so can, can we just get to the part where Rini falls down a no, hole? No, Sailor Moon Burn. catches up with Rini, and uh. Rini believes in her dumbness, in her brainwashed, bad memory dreamness, that Sailor Moon is a member of the Dark Moon clan. And Sailor, so Sailor Moon directly Moon, says to her, you're going to travel through time to the 20th yes. century and become friends with us. Yes. She has to explain the whole thing. And she says, I'm here to protect you. And that's what gets to, to Rini. And he's like, protect me. I, that's just what I always wanted. The end. Um, so then they become friends and they casually walk together. And I'm sitting there going like, your friends are fighting and dying. Do you remember that? Nope. Okay. No big. Uh, so that Rini can show her that's the Crystal Palace. That's where my mom's sleeping. <laughs> like she's just taking a nap She's uh, just like you gotta go get my mom But it's guarded by an evil barrier Which will electrocute you into nothingness uh, But so. I bet you're scared You can't do it you're scared You're scared <laughs> That's the black crystal doing that Or the dark crystal if you're watching the old one And uh, <laughs> And uh, Yeah so but but still Sailor Moon You have to save her yeah, Rini is such a jerk. Like, Rini is a giant jerk. Her face um, is also really weird in this scene. Meanwhile, then they turn around to see a giant skyscraper-sized crystal <laughs> falling over. And they're like, what's going on there? And the cats run up and go, uh, the other guardians are a little <laughs> fucked right now. <laughs> <laughs> you might You'll wanna... never guess what happened. <laughs> You might want to help. Chris, are you just going to boycott the rest of this episode? Is that what's happening? 
Let me know when she falls down a hole. That's where I am, and I don't know why you guys are back at the... Because uh, you literally just skipped half the episode. Nothing happens. All right, all right, all right. Nothing happens. Nothing happens so they, good. So they go, they fight. Uh, Moon Sailor Moon is like, her mom's trapped in there, and Minako, who's probably saved, played enough video games, is like, oh, this is a quest line. We save the mom, we save the Chibiusa. Yeah. And then they fight. They have no effects. It's just like last time. They just sit, he attacks, and they just sit there like dummies and take the hit. Oh, and, and they the die. the cat's like, yeah, they basically die, and the cat's like, Chibiusa, open up your heart to everyone. Like, he hits them. I, I Again, I don't see what his attack is. It doesn't seem to be an energy attack. It looks, by all visuals that I can see, to be a scythe attack. A blade attack that cuts them to death. Yeah. And yet there is no blood. I guess it's mental. So there you go. It's like a Psylocke blade, I guess. Dude, Sailor Moon just straight up tries to smack the Reaper with her cutie moon rod and he blocks. And it's like, why doesn't she use that normally? That was pretty cool. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, that is that is the best thing that happens in this episode. The Sailor Moon remembers that she carries a giant weighted stick. And tries to just brain somebody with it. But that doesn't work. So the Reaper lifts up his scythe, comes down, and then he creates a big fissure in the earth and uh, Rini almost falls down a hole. There, go. <gasps> yeah, so Rini falls down a hole <laughs> and then uh, Sailor Moon grabs her and she's like, hey, Rini, I'm Sailor Moon. I'm going to help you. This conversation that we've had 18 times before. Enough. And Rini's you like, let me go. for real? Okay. Yeah, Rini, a very sophisticated five-year-old. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm five. Usagi's a superhero. I think she can pick you up. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down. There is no way a child volunteers to fall to their death. There's just no way. <laughs> no child goes. Let me go. They go. Pull me up as fast as you fucking can. <laughs> is what they do. I have wet everything. <laughs> Pull me up. <laughs> So uh, we do get a pretty cool scene again. Uh, uh, the Reaper comes down with his scythe and Sailor Moon, one hand holding up Rini, uh, other hand with the cutie moon rod, blocks it and then explodes in power. And again, I think the implication here is that now that uh, Rini believes in Sailor Moon yes. again, she is giving Sailor Moon her power, including new superpowers. Yes. Which uh, that involve telekinetically lifting Rini out Mindscape of the hole. Mindscape powers. Dumb. Yeah, but again, none of that is like it. Sh- it doesn't need to be like stated. But with all the stuff in this show that is people saying exactly what's happening out loud, a thing that happens a lot in anime, like you'd think someone would have mentioned it. Like this is not the time for subtlety and inference. I don't think. Uh, we do get a really really cool shot of Usagi standing there with her cutie moon rod on her shoulder, and she says, "Knock it off." It's so great. It's like it's. It's Because, really like, she's glaring at the monster and, like, she's just told Rini, I'm invincible. And it's like, that's the Sailor Moon that I want for every time she transforms. It's so great. It's like, it's also the picture of, like, badass maternity sort of thing. Because she's got, I, like, I, the kid there, yeah. like, hiding behind her. And she's, like, about to beat somebody up. It's so good. It's some real lone wolf and cub shit. Yeah. It's awesome. I want to know how Sailor Moon knew that she could lift Rini up with her mind or vice versa because she stands up from holding her hand and just without looking has let go of her hand. <laughs> so she just knows in her mind, like, this is going to be fine. 
yeah, I let go of the little girl, but she's going to fly up here any second. Yeah, again, maybe state these things. <laughs> they could have gone real bad. Uh, so, Moon Princess Halation, the Grim Man turns into a crystal that then turns into dust, as is the way of all things. Uh, and yeah, they like, that's the... Yeah, that's, <laughs> you just can't they, wait to be done with it. Really? No, I can't. Rini is like, okay, good. That quest thread is over. Let's go on to the next quest, which is an escort quest. Take me to my mom. Here she well, is in a crystal tomb. It's definitely not Usagi in the same dress she wore when she became Princess Serenity. <laughs> definitely not. No. Everybody's only got one set of clothes in the future, which is pretty rough. Wait, so does this mean the crystal's dead? I think it. I think the the aspect of it that was in Rini's head is defeated, but the crystal itself isn't dead. I, I believe they're going to talk about it in the next okay. episode. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure that the malefic black crystal is what is spoiler warning is what's going to turn her into <gasps> wicked lady. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she gets she gets like warped by the malefic black crystal into a uh, into the best character. Yeah, I love wicked lady. So uh, everybody wakes up. Silpudo's like, "Hey, good job, guys!" And then Usagi goes, "Hey, is is, is Chibi well, going to be all right?" And Sailor Pluto goes, I don't know, maybe talk to a doctor. <laughs> maybe talk to the guardian of the door of doctoring. But wait, they we, they didn't even talk. We didn't talk about, and also they didn't talk about, that they don't, they just decide we're not going to help save your mom, by the way. Yeah, they she's, just, they just yeah, get to dream. the room and she's so, like, all right, quest over. Here's your XP. Bye. We I mean, you're right. It is a dream, yeah. to be fair. You're we, right. We also don't, like, react to seeing this mom in definitely, like, more than silhouette. So, okay, okay. So well, here's I don't my think they do. I don't think they see her because the, the angle that they see her from is feet first. And, like, when we see that angle, we can't see inside the crystal. All we see is just. Yeah, we get a close up from, from okay. behind the tomb watching them approach. I don't think they see who it is. But, you know, Rini does. So, like, Rini should maybe go, hey, you know who you look like? I have like? a question about this. <laughs> Yeah. So obviously this is the anime universe where uh, where everybody was frozen in time. But like in the manga universe, it's just been several centuries. And my question is, are we supposed to think in this sort of scenario that like that like Rini is or is this supposed to be one of those things like where they misinterpret what suspense means and they just tell us everything and then we don't understand why the characters don't know these things? Like with the mystery of who the outer of who the outer senshi are? Or is this like, are we supposed to think that Chibiusa is a descendant of Usagi? Mm. No, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. That's a good question because it really is thousands of years. Why would we think she could live thousands of years? I don't know. Maybe because she was alive thousands of years ago in the in the Silver Millennium. I guess that's true. Hmm. I honestly can't imagine watching this show and and not knowing like, oh, that's Usagi. Like, oh, that's one hundred percent Usagi. I mean, even going through it the first time, mm-hmm. you know. So that's the end of the episode. We're actually guess what? Yeah, not done yet. They wake up and Pluto's like, Pluto's like, hey, I don't know, go see a doctor. And Rini's like, wait, I want to go home. And Pluto's like, that's still not possible in your current state, but whatever. Setting that aside, whatever the hell that means, there's going to be some no more monsters. No further explanation is requested or needed. <laughs> there's just going to be monsters. Whatever. Poo out. Uh, guess what Rini says when she wakes up in the Deke dub? Oh, God. I want You pancakes. are correct, Chris. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. You got it. Deke producer half fits. <laughs> I can't believe you got that. That was wonderful. That's awesome. Pretty, pretty great. Well, that's the end of the episode. 
what what a snooze. Uh, do we have a do we have a Sailor Moon says um, for this one? We do. We do. Now, do you want to talk about the Sailor Moon says problem yes. here, or no, should let's we do wait it now? Because it, I I was informed on Twitter by people that from now till the end of the season, they're all going to be recycled. Sailor Moon says is is. Oh. Yeah, we are done with new Sailor Moon says, which I wish we would have known when we got to the last one. Yeah. Well, we knew it was an old one. We knew it was. Well, we knew that when we had a repeat, we knew it was a repeat, but we didn't know that like, oh, they're never coming back. Yeah. Well, could have done like a send off. <laughs> well, we played the sad, uh, sad prom song from Kevin Rider oh, Ford. No. <laughs> oh, God. But um, I mean, I think there's still so, there's still a, a value to them. In the sense that you get to find out what stupid, dumb Sailor Moon says they picked from their back catalog to try to at least a little bit get together with this episode. Am I wrong? Am I mistaken in saying that they don't just do them all? No, no, no. They're picking. They're picking. They pick them. And you can tell from this episode and next episode for sure. Oh, they yeah, they handpicked these. Right. So right now they are they've only used one. They've only reused one. So they have. All like fifty, like all all forty five or whatever it is. Two. No, I guess it's it's more than that. It's it's a bunch. They've reused two. They have and all, uh, and if this is episode sixty eight of the Deke dub, then that means yeah, they're they've got some sixty something to choose from. Yeah, so they should have plenty to give us a very appropriate moral. I'm sure they found something that was very appropriate for the subject matter of this episode. Jordan, can we listen to of it, course. please? Daydreams are nice, especially the ones about food. <laughs> oh, daydreams are cool, all right. But just don't forget about the here and now. The time you spend daydreaming, you could be out making your daydreams come true. See you next time. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but I like that Usagi loses interest in it, like, immediately. <laughs> what? What? There were, like, five words in that. Daydreams are pretty great. Daydreams yeah. are cool. Like, especially when they're about... <laughs> yeah, like, like, sleep, like... Sleepier than I am. That was right the now. original Usagi. Uh, so that's a very early one. I don't remember what episode it's from, but it's a very early one. So that I assume, like, do you think they had like a file of these? And that, like, because this was this was what like nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, something around there. Ninety seven, yeah, maybe. So like they could like I, they couldn't tag them. Like they couldn't have like tags for reference. But, like, clearly someone was like, uh, dreams, daydreams is close. It's fine. It's fine. Let's use this. I learned a valuable lesson from that. Sure. Well, I guess we should now talk about what we learned. It's time for Sailor Business Says. And, Annie, uh, since you learned a valuable lesson, perhaps you'd like to share with us what you learned from this episode. Fuck all. I learned nothing. (laughs) No. I learned that going into the Mindscape doesn't mean that you can do anything you want in the Mindscape. It just means you do exactly the same thing, but dumber. <laughs> uh, Jordan, what did you learn? I learned that I learned that even spoiled, terrible, awful five-year-old children 
will be selfless enough to volunteer to let you drop them to their death. <laughs> I'm not, I'm trying to imagine an alternate version of this scene again where Usagi's like, you sure? <laughs> I, I mean, that would certainly help. I, uh, okay. And then she just lets her go. Uh, I learned that as much as... As much as we make fun of the cliche, if you don't actually say if you die in the dream, you die in real life, there are no stakes. True. Uh, so, yeah, what a, what, what a snooze. Is what that a, a pun? Like, are you making that as a joke? Because you're making <gasps> a joke. Oh, no, I didn't even realize it. I just meant it's boring. <laughs> Did that episode put you in a coma, Chris? Do we have to go into your head and no, save you? Oh, I'm, I'm afraid of uh, that. <laughs> Yeah, no, nobody wants to do that. Now, Jordan, you said this was your pick for literally the worst episode of the series. Like watching it again, do you still feel I, I, that yeah, way? Yeah, I think so far uh, of all the ones we've watched up for Sailor Business, this is I think the worst. And I don't, I mean, I don't remember a worse episode than this. I, I hope that there isn't a worse episode than this. So we'll see. I think there are there are episodes that I have been more frustrated by and there are episodes that I've thought like, Oh, well this is bad. This is a bad episode. I do not recall an episode that we've watched and maybe, maybe our listeners can remind us because look, I get mad at a lot of things. It's, it's a thing that I've done all my life. Uh, but I don't remember ever being as bored as I was by this episode. This episode is just right. nothing. Here's the thing is, is I watch a lot of bad horror movies. Like that is, that is my that is, that is my bread and butter is crappy horror movies. Nice. And after watching a lot of those, one thing that I always come away with is that the worst thing a piece of media can do is make me feel bored. Yeah. If they can't elicit an emotion from me, then they fundamentally failed. Yeah, because like a, an absurd episode that like makes you like go, how could they be so dumb? At least you're like we we had fun laughing about it and stuff, and we had fun laughing about this too. I'm not saying we we did a bad episode of our show. But, yeah, it really was boring, and I can understand Chris's impulse to zip through it, even if I did fight <laughs> against it. <laughs> yeah, let me, like, because it's nothing, because oh. it's, everything that is close to being interesting in this episode is something we've seen Or before. something we've inferred. And, and I don't know, like, I, I haven't gone and looked up the original air dates for these episodes, uh, but I would be curious to know, like, was there some kind of gap? Like, did the Olympics happen? I mean, I guess this would have been 93, so so no. But was there some reason that these these episodes, like, th- this episode maybe came a couple weeks late? So they felt they had to redo the, oh, I don't hate you anymore, Sailor Moon no. plot line? Because otherwise it happens immediately after we resolve I'll tell, that no you're, i think you're 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 reading too much into it and you're thinking too much about it in the sense that don't i mean these take months and months and months to do they're not going to be like oh these are going to air 2 weeks apart let's do a ton of work to do a recap episode the, the, it's probably they just thought it would be a good idea and they were fucking wrong yeah they were really really wrong i mean that. it could have just been like a, a, a it just seems like they probably just needed to pad out the episode order just with a little bit of filler at the end. Yeah, they air, they aired a week apart. I just checked. Yeah, we we like filler episodes in that we like episodes that uh, don't necessarily advance the plot but have fun monsters and right. stuff. Hint, hint. Next week, but we like this is this is the definition of well, filler. Nothing new. Nothing done with its well, premise. Like I said, like, we like we like when they have bad. personality, and this has none. This yeah. has none. No, there's no character that develops. There's no character that is even shown in a very fun light. It, it shows Rini in her worst light by, like, making her a double jerk 
even like you said, after we're starting to get to like her a little almost. Yeah, and, and even even worse than that, it uh like like Annie was saying, it makes her a video game yeah. NPC. Like she she is an object in this episode. Yeah. Terrible. So thumbs thumbs What's down. What's funny is that like you would think that maybe it had something to do with sort of the the episode order that they had for the seasons uh which is usually like, you know, 26 episodes, but if we were going by like if they ordered twenty six episodes at a time, then that's episode. Then that would be episode seventy eight. Would be the end of that. And at that point, we're already getting into like plot from the next arc. So I don't know if that would have to do with like how many they were making in a batch. It's weird. Yeah. I have no idea. No, we are. We are. Is this the second or third episode of the tsunami era? Uh, this is the third. Okay, so imagine Ooh. being like super excited for Sailor Moon to come back and like, you know, it comes back, you get Esmeralda, you get uh, Prince Diamond, you get Saphir. Like there's all this new stuff happening. And then you get this They've episode. They've just murdered Rubus. <laughs> They've murdered a dude. Stone Cold murdered him and it was great. And then this. Yeah. Like no just, momentum, which, which sucks. Just R-, R has ups and downs, man. So I was going to say you could totally skip this episode. But it's the fucking introduction of Sailor Pluto. And the yeah, Malefic that, it, Black it Crystal. does not justify it. And it soft introduces our other characters, so they actually get into more of that in the next one? I mean, I feel like you're right. Like, I feel like you can skip the introduction of Saphir. Because I feel like, yeah, he, he all he did was show up and say, I'm grumbly. Like, he can do that next episode. It's fine. But, like... Sailor Pluto, the next time they see her, they're going to be like, Sailor Pluto! And so if you skip this episode, you're going to be like, how the fuck do they know Sailor Pluto? Yeah, but I do think that's a better introduction of Sailor Pluto. (laughs) If you don't see Sailor Pluto until they're like, hey, uh, we need to travel through time. Shit's about to get weird. No, but then won't you be like... I think that is a more fun introduction. (laughs) Won't you be like... Have they always known that they could just call their friend to travel through time? Maybe. When did they learn that? Would you rather be surprised <laughs> or bored? I think is the is the maybe, question. Maybe somebody said, okay, so we've got all these other senshi that are superheroes and then one who guards the space-time continuum along with her best friend, Al Gore. <laughs> did they just like, hey, it, read the Constitution. It's in there. Uh Maybe they maybe they were just like this is too weird. We gotta we gotta give them a soft introduction to that. Just let that stew a little so they can get used to the idea before we start actually doing timey wimey shenanigans. I guess. Oh well. Yeah, I would say like easily easily skippable. If you happen to be one of those people who uh, is is watching along with us, like don't don't bother. You've already heard enough. You've more, heard more than enough about this episode already. So with that, I think we're going to go ahead and put this one in the books. Annie, uh, before we leave for the day, uh, can you tell everybody where to find you? Absolutely. Uh, You can find me on Twitter primarily at Annie Zard. Uh, You can find The Gem Jam, which is my podcast, uh, as well as I Will Fight You. I do that one, too. Uh, You can find uh, The Gem Jam at basically you just have to Google The Gem Jam. Our SEO is good enough. Uh, You can find us at Gem Jam Cast on Twitter. And uh, I Will Fight You is, uh, you know, wherever podcasts are sold. <laughs> nice. I'm on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Our good friend Jake Mason, who edits the podcast and puts it all together for us. He's on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. And we've already mentioned already today his other podcast, The Morphin Grid, about the Power Rangers. Hi, Jake. Hi. 
You can find me on Twitter at the ISB, and uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business. If you have anything that you want to send us, any fan art, cosplay, uh, drawings of anything that we've requested drawings of on the show, up to and including uh, Tuxedo Hot Pocket, uh, Sailor Tennis Ball Sailor Moon. Uh, what what else? Stories we about for? Shingo becoming Rubius. <laughs> Stories about Shingo becoming Rubius. Pictures of yourself yeah. Shingoing. That's the hot new trend among teens. <laughs> Although uh, all of that can be sent to at Sailor Business on Twitter, and you can send stuff to us through email at uh, Sailor Business Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I will be putting out the call for more guests when we hit S. But again, we're booked up through the end of R, so uh, we've got a lot of old friends and new friends coming back. Uh, hey, just a heads up, uh, as we are recording this, it's not finalized yet, but we are going to be doing, uh, I think it is decided, we are going to be doing a monthly shirt club style thing where we'll be putting together uh, shirts and they will be offered for a single month for Sailor Business fans. Uh, our first one is going to be uh, Christina Murdaugh's design for Moon Pudding. Yay. So uh, be on the lookout for that. It's an awesome shirt, an awesome design. Uh, Christina is amazing. Get in touch about that when it goes up and follow at sailor business. If you want news on when we're going to be doing that, because they are going to be some pretty cool shirts. Uh, that about does it. We will be back next week for uh, sailor moon. R episode 76 magic of darkness Esmeralda's invasion. And until then keep your mind on sailor business.